we want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. We love you, Jesus. We praise your holy name for you are worthy. You are exalted. You are high and mighty over all of our problems, over everything that we deal with. We give you praise. Come on, let's give them praise. We give you praise. Our praise is our weapon. Our praise is how we fight our battles. So we praise you today. We exalt you in this place today. We lift you up today. Would you lift your hands? We lift you up in this place. We put you above everything that's going on in our lives, with our families, with our kids, with our nation, with the world, with all of the uh, uh, things that we deal with in ourselves, Lord. We'll, Lord, we lift you up above our flesh. We lift you up above our, uh, our desires. And we give you a place. We give you your rightful position. And we thank you as we praise you that we realize that we uh, worship with the angels and that you have put us in a high place, that you have given us, uh, you said we are seated with heavenly realms with Christ Jesus because of what you've done for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just be still for a minute and you can play, play the uh, song before that and um, you guys can be... Uh, dismiss the rest of you and um, just for a minute let's just rest in God's presence the Bible says those who wait upon the Lord they shall renew their strength and I know that all of us could could use uh, extra energy I know we could all use um, more joy but more than anything we need strength Lord I pray that you give us strength today as we wait on you as we plug into the power source you are our power source. We sometimes will. I see us, uh, uh, you know, at my house, we have one, one uh, plug that sometimes gets undone. And uh, we, didn't even, we don't even know when it gets undone. And then the room's dark. And then someone says, turn on the light. And you turn it on. It's not working. It's because it was, got unplugged by the couch. And, you, and someone's got to plug it back in. And I think some of us, we don't even realize that uh, sometimes we knock it and it gets unplugged. Your power source. We plug right back into you, Jesus. We're sorry for when we uh, try to do it on our own. We cannot do it on our own. We can't do anything in ourselves, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And as Jesus left this earth, he said, even greater things you will do because I am sending you a special helper the comforter, the power giver, the, the, the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we receive more of your Holy Spirit today. Help us to be receivers. Uh, put put, put um, tinfoil on our receivers if we need it. Some people would not understand that. But Lord, help us to be receivers. We have trouble receiving from you. We have trouble. We, we assume that because, um, because we don't believe or we can't understand that we can't receive. But as that one song said earlier, we raise the hallelujah louder than our unbelief. We believe in you today, Jesus. Would you just tell him as we move on that, hey, I received something new. I want to receive something new from you today. I don't want to deny it. 
I don't want to uh, doubt it. I want to receive something new. You know, when, when you really read the Bible, right, or you really listen to Jesus, you really listen specifically to the Holy Spirit. Everybody awake in the room? If you have to go get coffee and come back in during the service, I'd rather you do that so you stay awake for this. Um, but if you really, I kind of do need to. Can I go get some and I'll be right back? No. If you really listen to the Holy Spirit, can you back this? Oh, you can't do anything. You're, you got your hands full. And you hear what he says to you often, what he says. You can be seated, I guess. Just stand next to me and, and play. No, I'm just kidding. You will hear something new that will mess with your mind. It will. And it's not, um, it's not heresy to hear something new from God. There's no new revelation. I know that. But slowly as you learn, learn from God and listen to him, you should hear things that mess with what you thought was the case. It should mess with your mindset. Today I'm going to talk about three mindsets that we have that need to, that mind shifts that we need to shift. I often um, think I know, um, well, actually, I don't, but some people do. I really am good at being humble about it. I was going to say, I often think I know Jesus, but I often um, see people that think they know God or think they understand God until you listen to them a little bit more, you don't understand them. The more you, under, the more you understand God, the more you don't. The more you think you know what Jesus is saying, the more you don't. Yes, he's clear. He is clear uh, for, for, for the lamp in front of your feet. He's like, but he's not light. The light to your path takes a while. And sometimes it's just the lamp. I've been dealing with the lamp this week. I'm just going to just speak from uh, just, just, I always speak from my heart, but I'm just speak from my heart with our family. You know, my, my son's been applying for jobs, and um, there's this certain one that happened. I won't get into details. And he got into it, and we felt like it was God. And he's like, how come I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next? Like, how come I can't see? And I said, it's like a lamp to your feet. You can't see so far, but sometimes you can just take the next step. And he says, well, I feel like I should take the next step. And I said, well, do it if you feel like that's what God's saying. And he's like, well, I'm not sure. Is he, is he telling me that? I said, you're just going to have to hear him. And he had to make a step, and it was a, a bit of a risk because it would require him uh, committing seven months to something that, that would keep him from some other things. And um, I said this, and I'm giving the testimony right now. I said, you take that step, right? And God will tell you if you're wrong about it. And truthfully, I think that um, I thought he was right. And, and he thought it was right. And I, I think God thought it was wrong because he took the step. And then a whole bunch of really messed up stuff happened with he had to, oh, it's just not good. So he's committing to something that he didn't realize what he was committing to. And we're all stressed, and we're kind of like, he's yelling at me like, I thought my parents knew better. I thought I could trust them. And uh, now I see that sometimes my mom doesn't know everything. Now, he didn't say that about me, but he said my mom. No. And, um, and even in the, and that lasted for about two days. And even in the midst of it, when it got to the very worst, he comes into my room. He's sitting on my bed. We're on the computer. We're trying to fix something that we messed up or that we thought we messed up. And the phone rang. 
And it was exactly the phone call he needed. It was exactly what he was hoping would happen for uh, a job that he wanted. And um, it, neg it negated any of our problems. I stopped the computer. I just, I, I heard the phone and he went into the other room and um, then he came out with, his, with, the, with the job that, that he wanted in his field of engineering. And, um, and it's way beyond above anything he could ever ask or think as a, as a, as a beginning, as a beginning uh, student. And um, more than I would ever think, I told him, I'm going to be borrowing money from you because of what this job. But um, God knows. He takes care of us. And that step in front, if we mess up, he, may, he takes care of it. He knows. And we told him that God will take care of it. And he fixed even the step. I think we took the wrong step and he fixed it. And um, God does that to you. But, the, but, but often you don't see very far. So if you're in a situation and you think, well, I wish that I wish this healing took place faster. I wish uh, my, uh, the salvation would come for this person sooner. I wish that I sensed your peace now. You know, all these kind of things. We all have our little storm, right? Is any, anyone face storms in this room? Or are we all done with storms? Maybe we're done with them after COVID. It's over. <laughs> like, no more storms. Thank you, Jesus. We're just smooth sailing. No, we are on a warship. And if you're not in a storm, then you're, I hate to say this, but someone told me this and it's true. It's not in the Bible necessarily. I bet you we could find a scripture to back it up. If you're not in a storm, you just went through one, you're getting ready to go into one or you're in the middle of one right now. And we are on a warship. This is not uh, just a nice little uh, sing song. Uh, war warship is not just, oh, I sing a hallelujah. Yippee, yippee, yippee. It's, it's a war. It's a battle. It's a confrontation with the enemy. It's, uh, I, I see a Marine that just laughed right now. That kind of laugh, that's the kind of, uh, um, I don't know what I'm saying. It, we're Marines in the, in the spiritual realm. We're, we're, we're warriors. We're Army. We're Navy. We're Air Force. We must realize it's a battle. And as we fight, good things happen. As we fight, the enemy comes against us, but we will win this war. We're talking that we talked about preparation. Preparation leads to uh, sanctification in our lives, right? Um, preparation, uh, let me just speak, say this real quickly. Uh, my brother Bob uh, Preston, raise your hand, Bob, so everyone sees you. A great preparation we're going to be starting again. He's, he used to do a Sunday school class before services about 9 o'clock on Sunday mornings. We're going to start that again. I believe it's in, is it in June or July, two weeks, in two weeks. Um, if you'd like to be a part of it, it's a great preparation. I remember when uh, I used to go to church as a kid, we, I would come in, and it was a little bit loud in the sanctuary before service because people were at the altar praying. I remember them, oh, Lord, oh, Jesus, oh, thank you, Lord, hallelujah. And I would hear crying and things, and I would be like, what's going on here? I'm leaving. I'm going to go get some coffee and actually some creamer and no coffee. And I would go and drink my creamer, and I would be like, what's going on? People were preparing for, this, for the battle in service. I think we could probably do better at that. Um, his class will be a great preparation. Is that a great way to say it? We're talking, you're talking about faith in your class, right? So be, be, be a part of that. Pardon? 
Amen. Amen. Preparation leads to sanctification, um, which is just separate, setting us apart. Um, and then we talked about uh, how, pra- uh, which brings praise. Praise brings breakthrough. It brings victory. And uh, when we are in the midst of that, victory, breakthrough brings God's power. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Everybody say uh, preparation. We talked about preparation. Oh, you already said it. Everybody say praise. Praise. We're talking about power today. So everybody say power. 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 I know you don't look at me like that. Power. I was waking you up. If our worship is pure, we will undoubtedly be, we will undoubt, if our, let me just say this again. If our worship is pure, there will undoubtedly be a display of his power. A fancy way to say this is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. All that means is a display, a presentation of God. It's not a, um, was God here? I don't know. Was he? I think he was. Maybe he was. Some churches, maybe that's the case. They don't believe that God's power really can be there. But uh, we believe, the Bible shows, that there was a manifestation where God's power really came. I don't know if you remember uh, last week, Cena came up at the end and uh, reprimanded you, not me, you. No, no, it was great. She had a holy exhortation to say that if you only knew how powerful the glory of God is, you wouldn't be able to stand. You wouldn't even be able to live in it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Jesus talked about connecting with the power like this. He said in his uh, prayer, pray like this or praise like this or connect with me like this. You say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And some versions later, they added, this is what Jesus said, thine is the power and the glory and the power uh, forever. But, but um, let's focus on that first part. For let your kingdom be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is telling his friends how to pray. He's telling us how to understand that heaven comes to us on earth. Let's pray together. Lord, we are tired of timid prayers. We are tired of timid praises, not just demonstrative in our flesh, but in our spirit. We want to never be timid. We declare that we are ready to see the supernatural in our natural. Say amen to that. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We stand against the world being influenced too much by hell. And today we declare, because we are declarers. We are a royal priesthood declares th- who declare things. And we declare that we want to see more of heaven invading earth. Amen to that. We ask that you prepare us to see power displayed, glory demonstrated, and more of you. Holy Spirit poured out on us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, often we talk, when you talk about power and glory in churches, it's, um, it's not, it may be unbalanced a bit, and sometimes it isn't unbalanced, but sometimes we don't focus on, um, on Jesus, on God, on the Holy Spirit. We focus on 
I want to feel it. Come on, let me feel it. Let me bring me to the up. There's nothing wrong necessarily unless it's unbalanced. I'm just going to just stay on that. I'm just going to walk carefully. But when you're you you want it just for the power of it, you're probably going to get into your flesh. But when you seek Jesus, when you seek God, right? When you seek the Holy Spirit, you will see a fancy word, the manifestation of his presence. I want to give you three quick mindsets. Could you put up uh, that first one? And they're very, uh, like, simple. They're things that you know, but they're reminders. Mindsets, not from culture. I didn't go to, to uh, Bethel worship or Hillsong worship or, or this or that. To none, none of those are wrong, but I just go to the scripture, right? Just like we should. Often... Um, I don't know if it's often, but people sometimes will look to YouTube or look to Instagram or look to another church to find how to enter God's presence or what the presence of God's about. Scripture shows us, not culture. Um, Culture copies culture, copies culture, copies culture, and then we get away from Scripture. That would not be good. And then we're like, where's God's presence? And we didn't even know that we disconnected, and I want to tell you, um, inviting the presence of, pow- uh, of his, the inviting the power of his presence. The first thing that we need to understand is, the power is near. The power is near. Well, what do you mean by that? It being his presence, his power, the kingdom of God. We ushered in. We're the priesthood. I repeat myself often up through this serious because these are basic things or these are foundational things we need to remember you'll never forget your priesthood if i keep repeating it every every week every week we usher in the presence jesus ushered it in at first and then we ushered it in i think it's worth noting that in jesus's life we're going to look at it for a minute um that when he talked about the kingdom of god uh there was no problems like it exists no one got upset It was only when Jesus said, the kingdom of God is here. He said it, other ways he said is, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. That's when the people started getting mad. That's when it started to shake things because the heavenly realm and the, the earthly realm were colliding. And he, if you're saying the heavenly, that the kingdom of God is here, that God's presence is here on earth, then you're saying that you have some kind of power that we don't understand. And um, they started wanting to kill him. That was the day that Jesus stood up in the temple. It would be cool if that's the way things were today, that um, they just picked the scripture or that, that moment, they would come up, there was the scroll, and the, the, whoever was going to speak that day, the rabbi would come up, he would find a place, and he would read. And he found a place, Jesus found a place in Isaiah that he quoted. He was fulfilling this prophecy. Today, it is being fulfilled in your hearing. I am anointed to proclaim the captives set free. And he went into that whole thing. Um, I, I wasn't planning to talk about that because I don't have that scripture up there. But when Jesus said, I am being fulfilled today in your hearing, the people started talking, what's going on? They started saying, we got to get rid of this guy. His earthly ministry began. He started to not only proclaim the kingdom is here, but he started 
bringing it to pass. People were being healed. People were being set free from demons. And it was scary. The devil was afraid. Which eventually led, because the devil was afraid, because it eventually led. Listen, listen, I'm sorry if I get, if I'm, just stay with me. It eventually led to us being able to access God's throne. Because what that earthly ministry started was that Jesus went to the cross. And that's where the power came from for us to access this throne. So the devil was not happy. So it happens, um, let's just skip to, uh, the power of his presence is here. Um, the power, and I'm going to talk a little bit about more where Jesus uh, brought that to, to pass in people's lives. But let me bring the second point up. The power of his presence Oh, I didn't know this. Everyone know this, right? The power of his presence is real. Is real. For anyone who assumes the presence of God is abstract, it's distant, it's out there. Let's just, is it here? It's out there. I don't know where it's at. The power of his power, I know it seems weird, but it's, it's near and it's real. Or you could say it's here and it's real. Let me show you just one instance from the Old Testament because that's our, our, our encyclopedia because we don't go to social media. We look to the encyclopedia. Ezekiel, or Exodus chapter 33. I'm going to read, um, I'm going to skip around from 14 to 23. Uh, I'm going to read verse 14, verse 18, verse 20, verse 22, and verse 23. Um, Moses was like, is the presence real? Is the presence here? I'm nervous because you're asking me to lead all these people and I'm not sure if you're with me because is it abstract? Is it just out there and I'll just hap happen to access it at some point and I don't even know when I access it? God says, I'll take care of this. He says in verse 14, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. This is not what we're talking about today, but it's interesting that he always talks about rest in his presence. When people are so tired and so stressed and so worried and worn out, his presence is our key to rest. My presence will go with you. I'll give you rest. You don't need to be stressed. Verse 18, then Moses said, okay, okay. He obviously he didn't go to Cena's class. He says, well, then show me, show me your glory. And God's like, oh, Moses, do you understand what you're asking? Verse 20, he says, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then they talk a little bit. Then into verse 22, God's, then verse 22 says, when my glory passes by, this is God speaking to Moses, I will put you in a part of the rock where you can't see it, uh, the cleft in the rock, and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen because the glory of the Lord is so powerful that we couldn't handle it. We're, we would like some, but we still want some. That tells me that the, the power of the presence of God is not abstract. It's real. 
It, in fact, it says that later Moses was with the people and they just saw him glowing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool to be glowing in God's presence? That, that, uh, they said the glory was on him. That, that word glory is translated in a couple of ways, one, or a few ways, but a couple of ways is kod uh, and kavod. I don't know if I'm say, saying it right, but um, hod and kavod, which means weight, which means heaviness which means majesty, weight. Not like weightiness, not like, oh, I feel so heavy, but literal heaviness, the presence of God. I've been in, and maybe you have too, where you've been in worship services, and they don't have to be singing, they don't have to be worshiping, but often when there's singing taking place um, or there's people lifting up their hands or worshiping, Things that, that, that the Bible talks to us about praise. When people are praising, when battles are happening, that the presence of God, the glory is so strong in the room that you feel, and I'm not exaggerating, I feel like I'm swimming through it. I almost feel like I can move it and walk. I've been to worship services, and you probably many of you have too, where I've come to the room 30 minutes before the service starts, people are already worshiping, they're already praying, they're already praising, and I just walked into the room. Nothing started yet. There's still the slides on the screen telling you this, 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 this is happening next week, this, and I felt God's presence already there. I felt like I could be healed in the midst of this. And then I've watched people be healed, just not by even being prayed for, just by being there, like, uh, something happened in them where they were healed, whether it was spiritually, physically, mentally. Even myself, I remember a time where I had some problems with my legs. Um, I have a, something called uh, Hashimoto's, um, which means that uh, my thyroid just does all kinds of crazy things. And um, I went to the uh, doctor when I first came here to this, to this town, and um, they told me, are you, how are you feeling? I said, I'm feeling fine. And they said, you should be in an emergency room with the levels that you're, uh, you should be in an E, uh, not emergency, ICU with the levels your, your blood levels are at because I wasn't taking medicine. And um, before that, I had gone to a worship service and my legs always were tired and hurting. And um, I went into that service. It was before even anything happened. Just being in the presence of God, they were, they were completely healed. And uh, they said... They said, well, how come you're, you, you don't feel bad? And they still ask me. I have my meetings about once every six months. How do you feel? I said, I feel great. They say, well, we did your test, and you, we got to add this to your medicine. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I guess I, I, I believe God's just touched me. And they're like, okay, great. But I still take the medicine because it, keeps, it, it makes them happy, and it makes my levels right. So, um, but the glory of the Lord is powerful, even in those times. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wasn't planning to share that. I was planning to share this one, however. As a kid, I came out of church where glory was displayed every Sunday. You know, I'd come. It wasn't like we had 19 instruments on the stage. Often it was just my dad on the piano singing How Great Thou Art. Um, he didn't sing it as good as you did, Ron. Don't tell him. Is he watching? You think he did? I know you did an album as a college kid. My dad never did out. Anyways, they'd play, but the glory of the Lord was there. I remember one week I went to the altar and they prayed for me. And um, my ears were 70, I was 75% deaf. 
they said I was going to need ear, uh, what do you call them, you know, hearing aids. And I was too short for them to all meet, so they sat me on top of the altar, and they all prayed. And I remember sensing God's presence in that moment. In that moment, I was healed completely. We went to the doctor. I remember them saying, um, well, is this, it sounds like a, I'm exaggerating the story, but this is really what they said. I remember as a kid, um, is this your other son? Where's the son that we tested last week? And they said, no, this is him. He was healed. The Bible, uh, Jesus does that in his presence. I saw while leading kids ministry, um, children pray for uh, an adult who is completely blind, completely healed of blindness right there. Not me praying, the kids praying over them. God's presence and the glory, there's something special about that heavy, that weighty majesty when we access God's throne room. And it doesn't just pertain to healing, right? It pertains to all kinds of things. I put a whole list here. Try to find where you fit in here. In the power of God's presence, these are the things that kind of happen. And it doesn't have to be at a church. It can be in your own bedroom. It can be in your own prayer room. It can be in your car. When you're with God and you're connecting with God, this can happen. The Holy Spirit speaks to us in His presence. He restores hearts. That can mean a number of things. He renews spirits. He repairs division. He remodels our blueprints. I don't even know if that makes sense, but what, you know what I'm trying to say. He remodels our blueprints. I remember in God's presence, uh, th that was where I heard God say to us, not, not audibly, but I sensed because he does this in his presence. He speaks to us in special ways. I was in a worship service. It was only a worship night. It was a Sunday night, and I, bit, I reached over. I told Cynthia, God's calling us to be senior pastors. And she said, oh, no, he isn't. And I said, I know. And I said, I felt like I needed to verbalize it to her because I knew that later I was not going to admit it. I said, in one year, I feel like that's what we're going to be doing. And we struggled with it. We struggled. And, I, and some people would say, well, why? Why would you do it? But it was just not in our uh, blueprints. Our blueprints did not have anything to do with that. All I wanted to do in my life was work with, work with kids and with youth. I was never called to adults. Adults are messed up. You know what I'm saying? They're messed up. No, I, I don't know. I was afraid, I guess. And I'm not afraid anymore. I mean, you might think I am, but I'm not. I'm not afraid to talk to you. I'm not afraid to tell what God said. I feel privileged to do that. I feel honored to do that. And God backs it up. That's what's just amazing. And it's not, it's, it's not like you can't hear from God and you do. But there are certain things that he sets up the church for this way. And I think that you could speak as well as I could on this. But... Um, but sometimes he uses the senior pastor. Sometimes he uses others. But anyways, I remember in that worship time, he said that. I remember another worship time. It was a worship uh, night as well. We're going to have another worship night in June. The end of June, um, our friend uh, to, the, to our church, Jared Anderson, is going to come and lead us in worship, which is going to be awesome. Jared Anderson is a well-known songwriter. I don't know if he's well-known, but if you knew his songs, if you knew what he's saying, then you would 
you, you know them. You heard Great I Am. You've heard that song before. Uh, you've heard um, God's Not Dead by the Newsboys. He wrote that song. There's many songs that he wrote, but he's an anointed worship leader. He'll be at the end of the month. But I remember another time in worship. It was a worship evening. It happened to be a Sunday, and that was when God said to me, I was so struggling with being uh, adopting. Cynthia wasn't struggling with it. I was. Often I, I, I put it, throw her under the bus just, to, just for funny. But she was so full of faith for this, and I was not. And one of the things I was nervous about was how much it was going to cost to uh, adopt a baby in the way we were doing it. There's other ways to do it, but we, were, we felt we were supposed to go through this agency. And I had a $20,000 bill that I had to figure out. And I remember uh, in, a, in the presence of God, the song wasn't even about finances, all right? I don't know if there is a song about finances. We're worshiping, and I just felt the presence of God. I felt the joy of the Lord. And I got on my knees, and um, I'm closing my eyes because I'm picturing. I was in the back of the church because I was a youth pastor, and I was not uh, supposed, I was supposed to be somewhere else. And I came in just for a little while, and I... And I and I just felt like it was me and God. And I didn't even hear him say anything. I just uh, knew that he wanted to bless me extravagantly. It was, and I was like, oh, this is what I hear other people get blessed with. I like this. Is this for me? I'm going to bless you extravagantly. I own the horses on a thousand hills, or whatever the scripture is. You know, I'm rich. I can take care of this for you. And I remember thinking... Um, I hope this is real. And I felt it was real. I felt it was, and it was near. And, um, and I knew that God was going to provide the finances, the rest of what we needed. And I told Cynthia, um, tonight in worship, I sensed the glory of God. I don't know if I said it like that, but it makes, good, makes a good sermon. I sensed the glory of God that the power of his presence is near and real. As according to Exodus 33. No. I, I said, I just sensed that God's going to bless us richly, extravagantly. I don't know what that means. I remember uh, it wasn't two weeks later. And I know I hear these stories from others. And I'm like, you're lying. This did not happen. Why does this never happen to me? But I came home one day. I got a check in the mail. It was just a special uh, grant that the Got the government decided to give us that we didn't apply for. It was a check for $2,000. Wow, that's so amazing. But there was, 12 there was 12 envelopes, and every single one of those envelopes had $2,000, and I just kept opening them, and I stopped opening them because Cynthia wasn't there. She was, she was teaching, uh, not teaching, coaching soccer, which is kind of funny. She was a soccer coach at the time, and I ran out on the field across. I drove there. I was holding the checks in the, hey, Cynthia, wait. And I said, look what I, and we were just crying out there in the middle of this field, and God took care of the rest of our, our, uh, our bill, and then some, if you can add that up, because we had already raised some. Um, he renews our spirits in the, worship, in the presence of God. He repairs divisions. He remodels blueprints. That's where I got off there. He refines our priorities. That one's not pleasant often. He, when he refines your priorities. So I've heard people say, um, well, I want to uh, do more for God. I want to be at church. I want, but I got all this other stuff going on. And I say, the reason you're thinking that is because God is refining your priorities. And it's, it's not uh, 
pleasant at the time. He has better plans for you, but you don't realize it at the time. He reorients your perspective. That's a big one. Um, um, it's funny that you're wearing a blanket, but that's our church. It's so weird. When it's hot, it's hot in here. When it's cold, outside it's cold. I don't know. It's so weird. And so, uh, yeah, thank you for making yourself comfortable today. <laughs> but um, that's one of the things we deal with here. But um, he uh, reorients my perspective often. Does he do that to you when you're worshiping or you're at church on a Sunday or whatever, and everything looks bad? And then you get in God's presence, or then God just, he doesn't, you don't even know what he spoke. He just spoke peace to you. And then it's like, I can handle this. I got it. I got this. I got it figured out. Because he fixes your perspective. He gets, he lifts it up. He sits you with him in heavenly realms, and he causes you to see, see, we got this. You're a royal priesthood. Relax, my sister. Relax, my brother. Right? Amen. Um, I, I could go on there. It rearranges desires, reteaches weak understanding, does a number of things. Um, we have to close here real quick. I want to just uh, look at one scripture really fast. It was Luke chapter 8, and we're going to go to verse 46. Jesus was walking through a crowd, and someone came up to him, and, or he walked through, and they touched the hem of his garment. You know that story? This lady was sick for years. Doctors couldn't fix it. And Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone from me. This was literal power. The word power means dunamis. Means, means real power had gone out from it. It was real. And I think it was a big step because then the lady said, let's move on. It says, the woman seeing that she could not go into this came trembling, fell at his feet in the presence of all of the people. She told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. I think it's interesting that she acknowledged what had happened there. She didn't just um, stay quiet. Um, right in front of the crowd, she acknowledged it. And um, I think welcoming and acknowledging the presence are two different things. We can say we welcome your presence, right? Thank you. you can, we can say uh, we welcome your presence, but acknowledging it requires sensitivity. Requires us to be, is God's presence here? Would you come up, my brother? We're going we're gonna to close. I just want you to close your eyes for a minute. Would you just say I acknowledge your presence in this place? That is that the power, the power of the presence is near. We acknowledge it. But as here, we declare it. And then the last one I wanted to uh, talk about, I don't have time to, but is ours. The power of his presence is ours. It's ours for the receiving. And today we acknowledge your presence. And we say, uh, do whatever you need to do in us. I ask you to ask yourself, what is the Holy Spirit speaking to you today it's easy to say the heaven the kingdom of heaven exists but then to say it's real and it's here and it's mine for the taking not in an arrogant way but in a humble way it is mine I receive from you the gifts you've given me it's a different thing to admit that and to accept that and to declare that today we don't only say that you are real 
or that, that it exists, but it is here in our midst. What is he speaking to you today? One thing I think he... Let's just listen for a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One of the scriptures in the Bible, Psalms, talks about uh, entering his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And we've already done that today, but would you just talk to him right now and say, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for what you do. I'm not thankful that, uh, that this presence is mine. I'm thankful that my name's written in the book. But because my name's written in the book, I do have access to you. And I say, I'm thankful for this presence, for your power. I think one thing he would say to you today as a warship might be on the treacherous waters, uh, the volatile future that you face, because we are in a warship and that's what it's like, that we need to declare, that we need to declare we're going to win. We got this. We need to scare the enemy. We don't give him very much place, but we do admit that he's there. And we need to admit, uh, we need to declare who we are in Christ. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly. They're not carnal. Instead, they're mighty to tear down strongholds. Would you stand with me today? Would you declare with me just a couple of things? Would you tell him, as the scripture says, I am not ashamed of the power of the gospel? Would you declare, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Would you declare, um, I am mighty in God for tearing down the enemy's uh, strategies against me? My weapons are not carnal. Would you declare that this battle that we are in is not our own, it's the Lord's, it belongs to him? Would you declare that... Uh, that we do not wrestle against people, against your grandma, against your girlfriend, against your roommate, against your neighbor. We do not wrestle against your boss, against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the principalities in the spiritual world. What the good thing about that is that when we know, when we know who our enemy is, we know that we can defeat them. We don't have to defeat our neighbor. We don't have to defeat our, our spouse or our, our whatever it is. We defeat the, defeat the enemy in that situation. And the way we defeat him is just simply like this. In the name of Jesus, you have no authority. I take all authority against you. I bind you. I cast you out in Jesus' name. That's all you do. You don't even have to say those words. But you need to use the name of Jesus. There is no name above the name of Jesus. No power greater. Hallelujah. My prayer today, Lord, and I wrote it down, is just like the song that says, let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Lord, I pray that each person in this room today would, would know that you are good to them and that they are deserving of anything you have for them. I speak that over someone right now. I say, if you are here and you don't think you deserve good from God, God is only good. That's what he is. He's not He's not angry. Yes, he judges. But when you come under his authority with Jesus Christ and you say, forgive me of my sin, he removes his anger and he accepts you 
and he only has good for you. Would you accept his goodness today? Say, I accept your goodness. I accept your grace. Hallelujah. 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 I have way too much to say, so I'm just trying to um, see how to close today. Hallelujah. Receive for him, from him right now. Holy Spirit is here to give. He's here to bring peace. He's here to bring joy. He's here to bring glory to your situation. Is there a, a part of your body that is, that is sick? There's a part of your body that is, that is hurting. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. And in his presence, there's healing. My sister, Sina, I'm gonna, I know that you closed last week, but I'm going to have you come up to close today. You say, I'm not worthy of it. I, maybe you don't never say that. You know that you are a royal priesthood. You're going to come up and close our service today. But before we do, just receive whatever he's got for you. Just receive it. As we leave this place, we cannot leave this place the same. Would you bring marriages back together? Who senses his presence in this room? I sense his presence. He's here. You don't have to, you don't have to know. I can tell you his presence is here. He's real. The kingdom of God is here. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just worship him. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you. I mean it from your heart. Mean it from your heart. Every breath, every breath. Every moment. Moment I'm away. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way in me. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Have your way. Have your way. Your way in me. Have your way. Lord, have your let us not be ourselves. Let us be whatever you call us to. Have your way. Lord, have your way in me, in us. Have your way, Jesus. Let us be spirit-led, not fleshly-led. Does anyone have anything to add before she prays? Anyone else would like to pray too? Anyone else? I give you the opportunity. Sometimes when I don't feel uneasy, easy about how to end, I just rely on the Holy Spirit. So 
Is he, call, is he saying anything else? All right, come on up. Are you going to come up? Can you come up? He's like, I don't even want to come up. Anyone else? We're going to be done real quick. Is it a prayer or is it just a word? Let's see. No, it's all right. Keep playing, my brother. I was just going to say this mm -hmm. morning when I was praying for Stephen and for the church as a whole and for the message, etc., it came to my mind that we are a royal priesthood. Mm -hmm. And you have repeated that mm -hmm. several times. And I told Sharon, she said, you should go. <laughs> yes. So that's what I'm doing. Amen. You're confirming the word. Yes. Amen. And, and, uh, and I, I was thinking, you know, we are, a lot of people go nutsy about the royals in England. Yes. They want to know, you know, uh -huh. when they go to the bathroom or whatever, right. you know. Uh -huh. and, and we are a royal priesthood, which is much more important. Amen. Amen. So. Who needs that today? Who is that for? Where is she confirming that for? You, royal priesthood. Say, I accept that. I receive that today. Oops, I shouldn't have turned it off. Anyone else? Look, I got a picnic to go to. Can I go? Today, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come before you, Father God. And we know that without you, we are nothing, Father. Without your power, your glory, your salvation, your redemption. So we come before you. Lord God, like the sinner that came and said, Lord, I have nothing to offer you. I have nothing of myself. And Father, we, we come before you today saying, I'm lowly like Jesus was. My spirit is empty without you. Pour upon us your spirit, Lord God. Put upon us something that we know is tangible, that we can feel it, that we can mm -hmm. understand yes. it, that we can see it with our spiritual yes. eyes, even when we're looking at things that are sad or worrisome. We can see your spirit within us. So, Father, we come before you, laying down all that the earth would give us, all that the world would promise us, and we only take what you promise us. We only want what you give us. And we ask you right now, Lord God, to engulf us in your glory, in your love, in your spirit, because in our... Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible through you and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.